How's it, everyone? Uh, welcome to F Off The Press. Uh, we've got a special guest today. We've got Sheikhs Rampedi, uh, who's a football analyst, a local football analyst. Uh, we've got uh, Claudio, uh, the Liverpool supporter, uh, who used to play. Yeah, who used to play? Who, who used to play uh, for 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 the reigning champions of Varsity Cup, uh, Tux, uh, uh-huh, and we've uh-huh, got Nick uh-huh. Spathard, the current coach of uh, University of Pretoria's uh, Varsity Cup team and a former player of the Varsity Cup team, and uh, now the assistant coach as well uh, of the Glad Africa Championship Tux University. Uh, welcome, guys. What How are you guys doing? Quality title, man. Quality title. Heavy title. Heavy title. Heavy title. But yeah, no. Thanks for thanks for joining us, Shakes. Um, I think uh, we can start maybe with a little bit of an introduction about you in terms of how you got into this whole football analysis space and also how you grew your following. I think that's also a thing where a couple of people want to always grow their following because they love football and they're always commenting on football, but they never get that following. Um, you know, I think you just got about 11,000 followers. Uh, so just mm-hmm. tell, tell us more about yourself and then, uh, you know, how you, how you got into the space. Yeah, so uh, I'm Sheikh somebody as everybody would, would see uh, on the screen as well. Um, so basically, I'm a person who just loved watching football a lot. Uh, growing up, I loved watching football a lot. Kids uh, achieves quite a bit. Um, and as well as also the international space as well with Arsenal. I'm a huge Arsenal supporter as well, I must mention. Um, hard times for me <laughs> with Arsenal, I must, I must add. It's been some hard times, but... We, 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 we carry on the march. And basically what happened with me with regards to social media, I had Facebook, I had Twitter, I had all of these accounts, but necessarily I was just tweeting from a, I guess, just a fan. I actually saw another reminder of a tweet that I did in, I don't know, it was 2012 or 2013 about love back. It was just a lot of stuff I was tweeting <laughs> about necessarily. And uh, so my brother, uh, who is known as Shabzi Medallion, but I, I call him Lashave, uh, he... He told me, he was like, man, you watch a lot of football. You have a lot of thoughts about football. Why don't you just put the phone up and record and post it on social media? And I just thought, ah, I don't know, man. I think people are going to judge me, man. I, I think I'm ready <laughs> for that, you know? Yeah. And he just told me, just put up the phone, just speak and just post. And basically, that's what I started doing in 2017, late. I uh, started posting regarding what was happening. And I started posting about international football, but I realized... There were not a lot of people that were very interested in um, hearing about international football. So I thought, okay, let me let me try local. Let me see if people will respond to that. And a lot of people responded. And then I remember there was one video that really did the numbers. Um, that was after, I think, Keeper Beat, Kids Achieves at FNB. It was around Steve Compella's era. And that video flew. Like, it, it really did well. And I thought, oh, okay. So people like to hear my thoughts regarding this. And from then on, I just started posting videos. I started realizing that I'd have to be very consistent. I also realized timing was everything. So if a game had happened and the trends, so if Chiefs is trending or Keeper United is trending or a particular player is trending, just say something about it. Say something and do it very quickly as well because mm-hmm. you don't want the trend to sort of go away because once the trend is there, a lot of people are watching. So Basically, that's what I did. I started to also pick up on hashtags as well. So people do do use hashtags quite a lot. But I would say in terms of how I grew my following was just having to be consistent, the timing, hashtags, knowing what, what, what to say as well and what people would sort of find interesting in terms of what you have to say about the game. So that's technically my story. 
No, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I just want to give a shout out to one of our our our, our, our regulars on the show, uh, Arjun. He's based all, all the way in Australia. Um, and yeah, uh, too bad. Uh, hopefully you're okay, man. I see you, you say you had COVID uh, and so on. But yeah, I think, um, you know, you, this show is going to be centered around our local football. So you're going to learn a couple of things about South African football all the way in Australia. Um, and yeah, obviously we would like to hear your comments. You can also give us some yeah. comments on the on the Australian league, I guess, and give us your two cents. Uh, but you know, I think with the structure of the show, you know, the Premier League is coming to uh, pre- uh, the uh, PSL is coming to 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 an end this uh, this weekend. Sundowns have already so, won. So, do you mind if I, I just touch on something quickly just before you, you move into the local stuff? We just need to clear the air here. He's mentioned he's an Arsenal fan. The shows that we normally do are all Premier League. Um, you're not alone. You're not alone, Shakes. We do have Wonga <laughs> Dengue. He's not here today, but the man has been crying on our show week in, week out. And then, you know what? If, if you're going to come back at some point, he's going to need your support. That's all I need to put out there. Now, now we can continue. So we can continue. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, and then I see Aman has joined us from Indonesia. That's another guy. Well done uh, for Brentford for making it into the Premier League. I guess we'll, we'll have Aman uh, back on the show next season. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying, uh, the PSL uh, coming to an end this weekend. I think mostly, um, you know, Black Leopards got relegated last night. Um, Sundowns won the league already with three games to spare. Uh, so basically, the the only the only thing that's not defined is the number eight uh, spot in the in the PSL, which is going to be between TS Galaxy and the team that that I'm the shirt that I'm wearing today. Um, at least we we still in, in a shout uh, for 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 top eight. But I just want to touch on. Also, uh, also, also, the yeah. the relegation battle is is hot there at the bottom. My friends uh, at Stellenbosch are. Mm. I've I'm got sweating. friends there who are sweating. Yeah, you spoke to Ben. Sweating. Yeah, they are not happy. <laughs> uh, so Claudia and I have an ex-coach who's the NBC coach, Evangelos Velios. Uh, all those guys there at Stellenbosch used to be at Tux. Uh So yeah, Steve, they haven't Steve, scored. Steve they've scored four goals in the last twelve games. That's Shit, not great. Not great. Yeah, yeah but they, yeah. they know where I live. They know where I live. My beats are still here. I've got the same pair since the Varsity yeah. Cup final. So no, man. I, I think I think I think you're, you you've aged a bit. You've aged a bit, man. But bro, but, I but, can yeah. run. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Continue this. <laughs> no, but what I was saying is, yeah. No, I think as 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 they, uh, they as the gents just said. Now, I think you know the Stellenbosch and and Chipa are fighting for that for the that last spot, which which I think is actually stupid. I think you know if you in in that second last spot, you should be relegated. You know you sh- there shouldn't be a playoff with the guys from yeah. Glad Africa Championship. But that's that's another story for another day. Um, so you know just want to touch on Sundown's dominance. I think you know the three wise men have have done a have done a great job uh, with Sundown's. No one. Th- I think there was some doubt at the beginning of the season, you know, especially with uh, the 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 um, Steve Compella coming in, you know, having three, you know, three heads of a ship, you know, they, they didn't, people didn't feel that they were going to be um, continuing the, with the dominance that, that that they've seen under Pito. Um, so, what's what's your take on 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 Sundowns' dominance, and will they be continuing this dominance? Yeah, well, honestly speaking, if you're speaking about Sundowns in terms of the signings that they made, I was actually looking at the list today in terms of the number of signings that they that they made for this season as well. And I think what was different with the signings they did this season was they almost poached sort of the best player from like different it's teams. Deep. So you yeah, so mm-hmm. you'd find Modiba is a very was a very influential player for Supersport. Kevin Derasmus was a very influential player for um Cape Town City. You found that also Modao, Kulisu Modao and as well as Kapinga were very influential to what Black Leopards were doing. So it was almost like Shaulile was top goal scorer of Highlands Park as well. So I mean and Vala was also key to them as well. So they picked out sort of you would say 
there, there, but the best players yeah. that you would say from those clubs. And and not honestly, I never had any doubts regarding because of the, the, the quality that they have, the squad depth that they had. If they did not win the league with this squad, guys, honestly, I probably would have questioned a lot, uh, a lot of them in terms of the decisions that they made because they just had really a good squad and a very big squad as well. So the only disappointment I would probably would have with Sun of the season is that that margin should have been a lot wider, in my opinion, mm. especially mm. considering the quality that they have and the depth that they have within the squad. And already I haven't mentioned players that are at the club still, the likes of Zwane, you know, the likes of uh, Villagazi came back from an injury as well. Jali, Trumpukana hardly featured the season and they won the league still. So it's a very, it's a very big squad and a very quality squad as well. No, I think yeah. I think what, what, yeah, what do you want to say, Nick? Because I think no, you, you, I just, you, you've been involved like, the Sundowns. Yeah, I mean, we are just looking at the squad. I think a lot would say that their squad is there for their uh, they trying trying to sort of compete with all the uh, the competitions that they have, and hopefully they go far in Africa every year. I think that's the sort of mentality. But would you say it's down to um, you know the rotations? weren't as often as you would have probably liked with a big big team. I think Mabunda hasn't played once this season. Someone who yeah. was like key for them over the last couple of years. Um, I'm asking you this because I know we, we have an agreement where we get a few uh, loan signings from them. So I'm trying to look at this roster here to see who we can try potentially uh, get for the new season. Um, but 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 looking at it, you know, you've got guys that have won titles, guys that have done it um, regularly for them, but also haven't shown um, sort of their ability this year because it looks like they're sort of stuck with a core 15, 16 players throughout in most competitions. Uh, so would you say that's maybe the reason why the, the, the lead isn't as far as you would have probably expected? Yeah, no, I must admit, I think that's a very good point in terms of you mentioning them not rotating as much. You would probably even say the likes of Hashim Domingo did not see as much game time as you would have probably would like them to see. Mogaman didn't even Mugerman. get on the field. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was supposed to be the next big thing, yeah. Exactly. Mogaman was being spoken about for years, especially at what he was doing at Cape Town Spurs. I was looking yeah. forward to seeing him play. We didn't see much of him. We didn't see much of Fremokokan. And you sort of feel like these players could have definitely played a role. They definitely could have featured a lot, a oh. whole lot more. And I think there were so... I think Sundowns were desperate to sort of wrap up the league. They had to wrap up the league because had they not wrapped up the league, then it would have been sort of questions concerned and and obviously with Peter going I think the three or the three wise men as people would call them they wanted to sort of prove that we can do it without him yeah. as well yeah. so we can do it without mm -hmm. him so with always having to play their best players and you must remember the number of competitions that were, that were in throughout the season yeah. with regards to even CAF and then they had Netbank Cup and then and as well as okay MTNA they got out the first round but they were just so desperate to wrap up a trophy because if yeah. they didn't get it <laughs> then it was going to be serious questions yeah. asked now I think yeah. I think I think I think you know what, what you find on Sundowns is that yeah that 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 pressure you know to continuously win you know I think um, you know Arjun is asking is, is Sundowns basically the Man City of the PSL it is basically the Man City of, P of the PSL you know they've got the they've got the resources and they are well-run club you know you know they they the, the the structures that they have within Sundowns allows them to you know to get the players and to identify the right players but then the backing of obviously a billionaire having a billionaire owner, you know, you can get the best player from 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 every other team, you know. You've got Peter Shaulilide who's who's been the leading goal scorer, you know. So basically it's it is that that whole thing of saying, you know, 
uh, it is the man city of 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 of, of things. And and you know, someone was saying that um, on a, on a, um, I saw on Twitter saying that it's 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 almost un, it's almost unfair. You know, the 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 financial muscle that Sundowns has. You know, when you look at uh, when you compare it to 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 other teams. And there was a question actually on our Instagram. We asked people. Wait, is that you speaking or is that Bobby speaking? It's not Bobby speaking, man. It's not Bobby speaking, man. It's just it's just me. As, 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 rumors, as a, rumors, as, rumors that they want to sell the club because they're upset. No, man, that's, 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 much that's, money that's not true. Than, that's not true. Uh, that's, that's, that's not true. I'm just but, checking. But, but, I'm South just African checking. football news like that it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me, man. Any, things are crazy, man. <laughs> no, but I, what, what what I was saying is that uh, someone uh, asked on our Instagram because we asked them to ask a couple of questions. You know, does does the PSL have a have a have a salary cap? Is there financial fair play within the PSL? You know, um, you know. So what do you think in terms of you know it being skewed in terms of Sundowns being the team with the most money and them winning continuously? Yeah, no, I mean, look, firstly, with regards to the financial fair play, there's nothing that I've heard of such sorts. I don't think it exists here. And I think it's kind of shown in the past couple of seasons in terms of the amount of money that they've been able to spend, the amount, the players that they've been able to get. And, you know, in all honesty, Sundowns were always a very good side, even before you'd say Pito's reign in terms of them having to get players. I mean, remember the likes of... So Vulegazi, the likes of Kakao Mpela that used to come to the club mm. as well. And I think this time around, the one credit you have to give them is that it seems like they came with a plan to sort of dominate. And I can't, you can't underestimate the, the power with having an owner who is obviously a billionaire, huge advantage, but not only just a billionaire, who sort of allows you to do what you want. You know, he, he gives... He gave Pito the free reign to sort of do what he wants and sort of to buy the players that they needed and sort of allow him to do. He never interfered with regards to the transfer, the transfer business, how they played formations. And, and I think they've got the resources. And, and my only thing is that people will say that, but you know, Sundowns have got financial muscle. It's not fair and all that. I totally understand that debate. My only debate that I would say is that in the past couple of seasons, you look at Orlando Pirates' squad for some reason, for, for example. Sure. They've been able to spend, they've been able to get players on, I think they've signed probably eight, ten players per season in the last three seasons or four seasons that they've played, even under Mitchell and Rulani as well. Even this season alone, they've been able to get some high-profile names like Klatwayo, like Monare, like... Uh, they've been able to get some high-profile players. It's just that maybe at Sundowns there's a plan, then everybody yeah. knows what the plan is. And you would say with yeah. Chiefs, previously with Chiefs, what you would probably would argue with them is that the quality of players that they have bought has not been good enough for the club. Before, yeah, before even the transfer ban, like you sort of ask yourself, was they really profiling from the club when they got Luis Macha, Chimambandare, yeah. uh, Walusimbi, were they really like scouting to Chief see quality, what yeah. talent? Exactly. And, and it's funny enough, I actually went back and I thought, when was the last time Chiefs went aggressively good in the market? And that was the season 2012-2013 when they got Kaka, yeah. they got Morgan Gold. They, you know, well, they, they really, yeah, they really got some really good quality. And I, I just think, yes, Sundowns, they've got the financial muscle, but the other teams too are able to sign. Look at what Amazulu's been doing as well. Yeah. They've really been able to get some gems. There's some really good players out there, and it's all down to sort of the planning and the scouting, I would say.
No, so that's pretty cool. much that's... It's, what, it's what Cello complains week in, week out with regards to how Manchester United are run. Exactly. A plan, a plan versus no plan. And that's, uh, that's arguably what we can say here about Sundowns. But Sundowns also, I just want to paint the picture for Aljun. Sundowns don't just buy the players. They buy the best players from all the other teams in the they, league. They and, then they do, and then they and put do. them on bench. <laughs> they do what Bayern do. They do what Bayern do, basically. They do what Bayern, because Bayern is the best players in the German league. So that's what Sundowns do, you know? Yeah. And, 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 but, 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 uh, Claudio, I think, yeah, uh, like you look at Sundowns and you, and you ask yourself, you know, is there scope for them to continue this, 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 the, the, the way of, of doing things? Because what you find then is that they are disgruntled players. You know, I, I've, I've come across Sundowns players that, 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 that maybe Claudio played with in the past that go to Sundowns, get frustrated for not getting game time, right? And then it's almost like you, you waste your, your talents, you know, at Sundowns, you know. So, so you find that they're hoarding all the players, but then the players don't yet to play. You know, these guys are involved in this national team and then they get out of the national team frame because you don't play. And what's worse is their age. So, so they go, they don't play, they're getting older, they're getting decent salary. But yeah. then say their they, they window of opportunity to play in Europe, all of a sudden there was a, there was a small one, a small window. But True. now there's a fat clause of like a 50 million rand, for example, to go to Europe. It's a, a second, for example, a second division side in Norway or Denmark. I'm going to be spending 50 million rand on mm. a player who's sitting bench at Sundowns. Mm. And that's, that's one of the other things where they Aubrey, kill themselves. Aubrey and Gorm is a perfect example. He's still in Sundowns now and on loan to, from what I understand is they're going to make it permanent. But that guy signed for two big, big teams. I think he signed for Pirates and Sundowns. He did, uh, he's, yes. probably, he's probably play, he probably hasn't even played ten games for both of those teams put together. Yeah, and he's a good I'm, player. I'm not, I'm not I, listen. I don't doubt his ability, but mm. it's almost like he. I think he's good at a a big team that's probably just below the big three, like a Cape Town City or Amazulu yeah. right now. Um, but he's just another player when it comes to the superstars of those three clubs. Um, yeah. No. I wanna... It's a, it's a, just one more point. I just want to say with regards to to Mamlodi Sundowns and everybody who's watching this, because this does actually come up a lot. And I remember there was even times where people were saying the Clorco prison or something that 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 was that was sort of making the noise. But I have a question that I need to ask because we've <laughs> seen this happen before. I mean, George Vesa was the previous case as well. We've seen players that have come in and not played. I think that Somahuru is still at the club, and he's probably not even had more than. 20 games in his time that he's been there. He's been there for a number of years. But my question is, is that when do we start looking at the players, though? I mean, my thing is, is that like, it's like almost going to Gold Rift City all the time and I get scared of ter- Tower of Terror because my heart races or something. Why do, why, why do I keep going? Like, my thing is, why, why do they keep going? Because now the thing is, people will argue and say, the paycheck is so good. And I'm it just is. like, okay, well, well, if you players are going to go for the paycheck and not play, and you've seen people previously who have not played, why are you then, why are you then going? You know, I think that's you know, when we need to also question the players too in terms of why are you going to sundowns then. Shakes, but yeah. the a footballer's mentality is a specific one. It's one where if someone says, you know, you can't do this, you go, ah, you know what, I'll show them. The likelihood is you'll go there, you'll probably sit bench, but you know what? I'm going to fight for my place and prove these people wrong. And then you'll end up never doing that. It's funny you say that because I actually posted a video of when Ricardo Goss went there. And my video was, 
questioning why is he going there. And the reason why I question it was because um, he was a starter at Vitz. He was playing practically every single game. And then eventually he goes to Mamluk Sanat. And I, I, I just knew he was not going to dislodge um, Onyango. Because Onyango no, is very good. And, and, no, but and Onyango... Kennedy Mwini and Riyad Peterson and Onyango. It's not just him. Like... Exactly. <laughs> like... And, and, and what's funny, I mean... and, and it's actually a, Nick, it's actually a good point that you're making because it's not like Mwini is not a, Mwini is not a bad goalkeeper. Yeah, you know? he's a Peterson's bit older, a... but he's, he's, if you stick them in the goals, they're going to do a job for you. Exactly. And my thing was, I questioned that and people were in my comment section of that video saying, ah, you see you, you just being so negative. And I just thought, <laughs> okay, let's wait and see. And funny enough, what happened, um, it happened how in terms of how I predicted it. He didn't play so much um, this know. season as well. From someone who was playing every single game for bits, he didn't play so much, you know. And that's uh, sort yeah. of, that's where Bafana Bafana should be looking at a 26-year-old mm. goalkeeper who was playing all the time. Now he's mm. not playing. And it's understandable because Onyango did win the goalkeeper of the year at some point, and he's still been solid as well. No, that's true. That's true. No, I think it's it, it is a thing to look at. Um, I just want to see. I just want to answer a couple of questions that 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 been asked in the comments. Uh, mm. Arjun, in terms of what's the biggest fee paid for a PSL transfer within the league, I think that Dikomodise one was quite big. Um, from from Pirates to Sundowns, I think that was about. 17 million rand, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Arjun, that's probably what is that? that's probably two Australian dollars. I don't know. Probably <laughs> I, think that, yeah, I think the exchange rate, the exchange rate to Australian dollars, about probably like nine, 10. 10, about 10. 10 yeah. yeah, so let's say two, two Australian dollars was the, probably the biggest transfer that, 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 that we had. Uh, and then in terms of who's a player to go from the PSL to a good team overseas, yeah, we've had a couple of. Of, of players, you know, we had a uh, Percy Tower who's who's playing in the uh, in the P, uh, in the Premier League now with Brighton. Um, obviously, he couldn't get a work permit initially, and he had to go via Belgium to get the work permit. Uh, we had Keegan Dolly uh, who was playing for Montpellier in France, uh, but he's, he's gone, yeah, Bongani Zungu went to went, went to play for uh, Amiens. Um, you know, so we've had a Gift couple links of players. As well. Gift links as well has gone to Denmark. Yeah. He's he's firing yeah. in Denmark. Yeah, so we've had a couple of players, but if if we look at the past. We had some really good players in, in some big leagues. We had a Steven Pinar who went from Ajax to Ajax Cape Town, then went to Dortmund, and then ended up at uh, at um, Everton and, and and Spurs. Then we had Benny McCarthy also going via that Ajax route, Salta Vigo, and then ending up at Porto in the Champions League. And and then people forget that Sepa Masilela. I remember I used to watch La Liga uh, a lot. And Sepa Masilela was marking Cristiano Ronaldo in 2010, 2011, uh, mm. playing for. Uh, one of these, uh, uh, one of these Spanish, it was yeah, up, yeah, it? Up, yeah, he was playing left, left back, and he was the player at the Bernabeu. So we've had players, uh, and he, and he's, and he went to, he went overseas without playing the PSL. Uh, he never touched the PSL. He went overseas uh, via, via, you know, because he, he, he did quite well. Um, so we have had good players. I think we need to produce more players going into Europe. Uh, but yeah, touching on one of our best players, actually the one who's won Champions League, Benny uh, at Amazulu. I think, you know. That in itself um, is is a success story. You know, uh, we look at a change of ownership firstly um, mm. at a team that's a, been a sleeping giant. If you think about it, you know, back in the day they used to be quite a a, a, a good team, and then now with Benny McCarthy coming in, 
um, being the manager of, ben, uh, of, of of Amazulu, I remember Jose Mourinho uh, once commented when he when he, when he got a, 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 a was the coach of the month award. He says yeah, uh, one, yeah. one of my, one of my former players uh, is now is now a manager of the month, and, and he was quite happy. And it, it's always good to see uh, that it seems like they're still in contact, you know, which is good. Yeah, but, but so what Aldrin, just of, just to clarify that to our foreign viewers, the Benny McCarthy, the one and only, the one that won the Champions League with Porto, the one that got fat at Blackburn and came back. And now he's coaching. No, he's man, coaching no, 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 Amazulu, and he's he was... second on the log with Amazulu underneath the richest club in South Africa, Mama Lodi Sangat. So, no, and and there, were, and there were talks of him going to Bafana Bafana. He was, I don't know. He, he, Shakes, no, you man, need to talk was, about this. He was, he was a golden boot uh, recipient of the Premier League with Blackburn. He got, he got chubby at West Ham. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. He was second. Second. He was second. Second. Okay, yes, second. Second. second to Drogba, yeah. eh? To Drogba, oh, yes. To Drogba, second, yes. Second. I one go, but I one go second to Drogba. But yeah, but uh, what have you made of, of your success at uh, Amazon? Yeah, well, um, talk about fairy tales, right? Uh, about the, 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 I can't believe you actually said that about Trent McCarthy. I won't forget, I won't forget there was an episode. Did you guys ever watch Gold Diggers? Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Where they were going to the players that. and then they show their homes. And I'll never, I think it was when he was not a Blackburn, excuse me. I actually got that fact incorrect. I think it was when he was at West Ham. Yes, and they yes. went into his house and he had this cupboard from top to, to ceiling. And it was like a three meter ceiling. It was just a cupboard of chocolates and sweets. And he showed him, he's like, this, this is my secret stash. I was like, bro, no wonder you look the way you look there at West Ham. <laughs> But anyway, sorry, oh, as you were, as you were, yeah, no, no doubt. Look, I mean, uh, Ben Makati's come to Amazulu. I mean, you've got to remember at the time that he found the club, I think they were 14th, 15th or 13th, somewhere around there. And he managed to sort of get the club to second place without having to sign any players. And I think maybe the, I know a lot of people are giving Ben Makati the praise, which he thoroughly deserves with also the technical staff as well. But I really want to give a massive shout out to, to San Lezungu, the, the, the owner of the club, uh, the president. I, I think it was almost like Roman Abramovich, what he did with Frank Lampard, like, because it didn't start off with Benny at the start of the season. It actually started off with Ayanna Zamini. Yeah. And eventually it didn't start off as well as they would have liked it to start. And he went on media saying that Damazulu's top is going to it wants it to finish top four. And even when he said that, I thought, okay, man, I don't know if you know, but in the past couple of years, Amazulu have not seen top four, you know? So yeah. for him for him to go on and say that, and when it didn't start so well, he obviously sat down with Ayanda Jamini. They had an honest conversation, and Bobby Ayanda Jamini was not the man to sort of take the reins in terms of having to take them to top four. They made some really solid signings, Mamela. Molenga, they've made some really... Makaula as well, yeah, a player that I love so much. Um, they've made some really good signings and Benny McCarthy to sway him in, to come back in. And, and let's also remember, the way he left Cape Town City was not really on good terms, you would say, in terms of the way that they were in, and they with the losses and the draws that they were having at the time. And I think he came back different. Benny McCarthy came back different. He was smiling a lot more. He was happy a lot more. I remember when he was at Cape Town City, there was a lot of complaining he did, a lot of complaining. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. don't complain as much. And he came in, he changed the team. Um, gave them a new mentality. The technical staff that he got as well, you have to give him a massive praise as well. And to get them to second is actually pretty good. It's, 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 it's as good as you saying, why not coach of the season? Why not Benny McCarthy? I know they didn't win it, but yeah. just yeah. considering taking Amazulu to second for those who are watching from different countries, that's almost as good as I don't know what would we say. Would we say taking almost, almost Crystal like Palace Leicester. to second? Or, 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 that Leicester, Leicester? or what happened with Leicester with that 
that uh, when Ranieri won them the league, because the previous season yeah. they were, let's say, not not and say um the, the what's it seventeenth or probably like fourteenth or fifteenth whatever, and the next season they won the league. It's it's as good as that. Or or the West what West Ham did this season, I guess you know. I think it's it's, it's, it's comparable. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's something that you would compare on the lines of those in terms of what he's done to take them second as well. And you sort of ask yourself, imagine if he's just started the season with Amazulu, like what would have happened, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's going to be very interesting what he does next season because they have to keep it up. Uh, people are going to be expecting them to do it. And I just hope Sanlezungu gives him the money to sort of keep on investing, just sort of like Leicester, how they're doing in terms of they won the league, but they're still being competitive within the top four, you know? Mm. Nick, what, top what, 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 Nick, what do you think as, a, as as an upcoming coach when you when you look at a, a Benny McCarthy success at Amazulu? Yeah, I think I think for me, I think he's he proved himself at, at Cape Town City already. Um, I think yeah. he sort of showed what he's about at a very ambitious club. Um, it wasn't going into a small project when he did take over that um, that sort of uh, position. And he got them to to sort of heights where, you know, he became a legend in Cape Town again. And I think him sort of taking that break, I, I question the Amazulu move because I didn't think it fitted uh, what he was about. Um, but he sort of made it work for him. And what I like about it, and we're going to speak about Gavin just now, um, but what I like, and I give credit to the owner, is he said or Benny probably said to him, uh, I want to bring my people in. And uh, I, I, he got who he wanted. He got his goalkeeper coach. He got his assistants. His assistant came from Cape Town, left his family there in Cape Town. Uh, Vasily, uh, I don't know his surname. Um, uh, so, I think. Yeah. And um, so, so, you know, I think when you get given a project like that, and you get free reign on how you want to operate things. You know, it is challenging when you can't make as many signings as you would have liked. You haven't had the preseason. You know, I, I agree with Shakes. You know, for him to to be in the mix for a manager of the season surely has to be in question because, yeah, what if they did start with him? What if he had a preseason? What if he got to sign the players that he wanted to in the beginning? Maybe the three wise men wouldn't be so wise at the end of this uh, this weekend. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. No, but I think yeah, I mean, I think it 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 shows the you know the you know the fact that Benny is a good coach and wasn't a fluke at Cape Town City. I think that's what people were trying to say that no, you had one season, one good season with Cape Town City, then the next season was a was a bit of a flop. So it was kind of almost to to for him to prove to everyone and say, hey guys, listen, I'm I'm actually a good coach and wasn't a fluke yeah. to 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 actually do all Cape Town City. Um, but next season will be interesting because already some of their players. Have been targeted by Chiefs. I know um, the left uh, Zimkulisi, um, you know, Chiefs wants to sign him or have has apparently a pre a pre a pre agreement to sign him. And other players that that are playing within within the team will obviously look to earn a bit more money elsewhere because also your team might finish second, but there's still stature within a team of Kaiser Chiefs, Orlando Pirates, Mamluli Sundowns, you know, and also living in Gauteng, you know, is where. People want to mostly live, you know. Uh, for for Arjun and them is that you know if you're living if you're living in Gauteng, which is Johannesburg and Pretoria, 
it's basically like saying you want to go to London, you know, as opposed to go to to Newcastle, where where, where Nick, where uh, the team that Nick supports. No, you know, you know, you know. So, so all the all, all the players want to want to play in mm. London when they think of the UK, you know. Mm. Um, so it's similar in South Africa. Um, or everyone wants to play for the for the Joburg and the Pretoria teams, uh, which is where you know obviously the best the the, the guys who've historically uh, done the best. Um, so what do you mm. think in terms of going into next season? Do you think they can sustain this as well? Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think they definitely can. I think Benny Makati has shown that he, he definitely can. And the one thing I love is that his team always plays. Eh? I, I hardly have seen them sit back. Uh, they really go for it regardless of the opposition. Um, and look, I mean, they have to beef up the squad because you sort of look at some of the players that aging a little bit. You would say Spelentembu's over his, over 30s, uh, Majora's over 30s as well. So they definitely need to sort of improve, especially in the striking department, I would say that Majora's coming, he's done the business, but it almost seems like it's just him that would be scoring the goals up front. I think Spelentembu should have done a whole lot better um, this season in terms of numbers. So they need to reinvest and especially considering the fact that it is cap. It is MTN8. It is, it is uh, going to be Netbank Cup. I'm not sure if Telcom Knockout is going to come back or not. Um, but there's a lot of competitions that they're going Champions to be part League? of. And, oh, you said CAF. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. CAF. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, CAF. So there's going to be a whole lot of uh, competitions that they're going to have to compete with. And now they're probably going to have to feel the strains that Mamelodi Sanons feels every season. You know, yeah. so playing in a lot of games. So it's going to be... Interesting to see, but they need to reinvest as well. Just get in more, more, more quality bodies. Yeah, yeah. no, I think maybe I think maybe they can they can they can uh, open up like a a, a a trial, and then Claudio can go in trial because I know Claudio uh, wants to play. I think they'll, they, he, he still hopes he still have, so has hopes at the age of thirty one to to still Guys, be a football. I've, I've treated I've treated my body like a temple. I feel like I could do what Cristiano Ronaldo is doing at thirty eight. Guys, that's all I'm saying. You know what? Yeah. I, I want to make I want to make history. Become the first player to be given a, a professional contract in the PSL at the age of forty. Can we can we do that? Can we make <laughs> just a quick question um you know uh, with uh, benny doing his licenses overseas um he was obviously exposed to a lot of uh, different networks across the world you know he's got networks with agents across the world and he's he's proved at cape town bringing in european um players is not an issue for him he can do it do you think we could potentially see a couple Couple of Europeans maybe making the the trip over the the pond to to play for Amazulu next I, season. I don't see why not. I yeah. I really do not see why not, especially with the with the connections that he's had. I think Lance Davids came to Cape Town City and he was from uh, Europe as well. You saw even yeah. Ronald, Ronald Pucha, I think, was playing Pucha, for Cape Town City uh, as well. He was very good. Yeah. Was very yeah, good. he was very decent. Yeah, as well he had an injury, a big injury. I think that's why he ended up leaving. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think definitely he could sort of uh, pull his strings in terms of having to get international players to come in. I think also the youth as well. They did. They won the yeah. Disky Challenge yeah, they as did. well. They so they did. Final, yeah. yeah, so I think yeah. even there you might have to see some players getting promoted from there as well. So there's a lot of streams that they can go. They can go Europe. They can definitely promote. And I think with San Lizungu 
and the money that they'll get from finishing second definitely can sort of also look out to see which other good players are out there within the league as well. But definitely, I think that the, yeah, and I wouldn't say the sky's the limit, but yeah, they've got a range. Let's say the spear, yeah, the spear king as as it wants to be thrown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Next, I wanted to ask you something from uh, Benny McCarthy's sort of coaching capabilities. What has made him? Obviously, he's had the successful period, but what's what's been his strength as the coach? Um, I think I think it's a very it's a very good question. I think what I've seen with regards to Ben McCarthy is he could even make me feel like I'm the best player. He could he could take that out of me, even though I I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I can't <laughs> take a ball. I can't trap a ball at all. But I bet you, Ben McCarthy is player management sort of. He gets players to love him because even at Cape Town City, regardless of the fact that he parted ways with the club, he still had a lot of, you know, respect from the likes of Gift Links. Even this season mm. when uh, Amazulu played against Cape Town City and thrashed them 5-1, um, the players at Cape Town City were so happy to see him. Tyreek Phillies was happy to see him. Uh, Tabo Nadara was happy to see him. So he has the ability to have that sort of player management. So how he does it, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And he gets players to run through brick walls. And I think it's something, it's a quote that he takes from probably Jose Marino in terms of he said it himself, he would run through brick walls for Jose. So that's probably something that he's taken uh, probably a page out of his book. Ah, cool. Oh, that is interesting. That is interesting. Eish, now we have to talk about my team. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. And, and Shakes' team, actually. Yeah, my team and Shakes' team. Uh, hey, you know, not bad though. Use... Arsenal and Chiefs both went eighth and ninth on the log. No, no, similar. What? Yeah, no, 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 no. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't compare Kaiser Chiefs and Arsenal because Kaiser Chiefs is in the CAF Champions League semi finals. Arsenal was okay, not in the, cha- is not in the Champions League, so at least you can say that. And yeah, Arsenal haven't seen top four in a while. <laughs> Chiefs ended second last season, okay, but but the big news that came out obviously recently is the fact that. Kevin Hunt, Kevin Hunt got sacked uh, with two games to go um, in the season. You know, the Kaiser Chiefs, uh, for, for those who, 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 who are from outside South Africa, Kaiser Chiefs is the most supported team in South Africa. It is, like, it's ridiculous the amount of fans they have um, in South Africa um, and across, across um, Africa. I think it's the second uh, most supported team in Africa. Um, it won best. It won club of the club of um, the year in 2003, and so on. You know, they they're a big team. Uh, they they come from Orlando Pirates. Um, so so we, we were formed from Orlando Pirates. But you know, what do you make of um, Kevin Hunt's uh, sacking? Because I personally wasn't happy with the sacking, um, only because, right, um, the fact that it's two games to go, right, and Kevin Hunt has done so well in Kev to take us to where we've never been ever. You know, we got us got us to the group stage. We've never been in the group stage. Got us outside the, out of the group stage. We've never been outside the group stage. Got us to quarterfinals. Now we got us to semifinals. We've never been so far. Allow him at least to finish off this journey that he's gotten us to um, instead of instead of firing him. You know, I don't understand. You know, I think, yes, the league performances have been bad, yes. And we were um, relegation candidates. But, um, you know, I think, what, what do you think in terms of the sacking? Um, Arjun, Lucas Khadebe came from Keza Chiefs. Um, if you just want to know, that's Keza Chiefs, one of the Keza Chiefs' uh, greatest defenders ever. Um, and he went to, obviously, Leeds United. But, yeah, what, 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 what do you think of, of the sacking and um, Chiefs, uh, Chiefs' season as a whole? 
Yeah, look, uh, oh, sure, this one is a very, it gets me a little bit, emo- <laughs> well, not emotional, but it gets me a little bit upset uh, because of the fact that I was surprised. I really was. I mean, there's two league games to go practically. Okay, now one is left, but there was two league games to go. And you're talking about a coach that has taken KZ Chiefs to the semifinals of the CAF, like you said. Um, I think there's a lot of things that probably he could have done better, that he probably could have, you know, in terms of some of the substitutions, maybe players that he could have used as well. But because of the timing as well, it was very interesting that they did it now. Because if you're basing it on just simply just results, then he should have been sacked a long time ago. I think he probably should have been sacked months ago. But now to sack him at this time, you're sort of asking questions. Why was there a disagreement as well? And I think also another thing for me is, um, a conversation I feel that we're not having enough is is the squad, man. Um, the the squad for me, I think, has Oof. really underperformed. I think it has really underperformed the squad. I think there's a lot of players who who hid. I think there's a lot of players who had not so great performances as well. Um, and also the fact that also the fact that he didn't have his own transfer window. I think True. people can underestimate that. And also another point that I want to make to everybody who's also watching and all that stuff is people keep going on about Chiefs finished second last season, which they did, which they did. You can't take it away from them. But people are also forgetting that when you sort of dig deeper into them finishing second, it's Ernst Minundorp's last 12, 13 games at Chiefs. He only won three of them. Yeah. Three. He only won three. You know, that's that's where the league was lost. That's where you sort of saw them. And I think it was a, a situation where they were found out in terms of the way that they play their football. Mm. And when they were found out, suddenly teams knew how to play against Kaiser Chiefs. And unfortunately, this season as well, you've seen that they've only been able to play that way. I, I, there have just been too many mistakes. You can't have them playing a different sort of way. And I also do think the squad needs uh, refreshing as well. But regards to Gavinon being sacked, I think it was not the greatest of move from Kaiser Chiefs. I just didn't understand that the timing as well. And I think people also mustn't forget that we're talking about a guy who's won four league titles. I think yeah. we, we forget quickly, eh? For some reason, Gavinon is a plumber is, tomorrow. And I'm thinking, is that a South African? But is that, is that like a South African issue we have in football here? I don't know. Do we not value what we do have? Like the level of respect we give to people. But I know Pizzo is another example. He came back to like the other day and people were having and a go at the man after what he did. But like Gavin Hunt, for ex- you've said it, four league championships. The man's inherited a squad during COVID, might I add, in terms of preseason yes. and all the rest of it. He's had to work with what he's had. And that, that, that dreadful run towards the end of last season, the confidence has clearly carried over. True. So for yeah. a man who's had to pick that up, and you guys have mentioned CAF Champions League and highs pushing them, how in the world... This, for me, is case in point of what PSL is all about. The madness as to where people will find some sort of pattern and all of a sudden go, you know what, I think it's time. Time to pull the plug. But you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let, let the thing play out. I don't know. It's just madness for me. Absolute madness. Yeah. No, I, 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 like Claudio, I certainly agree with you. I think, I think we, we tend to forget or we tend to look down on, on craft. We tend to look down on length of time in terms of achievements of what people have done. You make one mistake today and all of a sudden you're the plumber. I just, there's some tweets I read and I'm just like, I can't believe it, man. I, I, I mean, we're talking about a guy who won three league championships with Supersport United and as well as won a league championship with Bitvisbits, won cups there as well. And don't get me wrong, is the things he should have done better without a shadow of a doubt. But for me personally, watching Kids Achieves the season, 
I think more it showed me was how much the squad needs refreshing because now there's talks mm. of Stuart Baxter being coming back and I'm thinking like Stuart Baxter is going to come back and and here's the funny part here's the funny part the funny part is Stuart Baxter is going to come back and found players that he left six Bit years there. ago yes like <laughs> Bernard Parker Matoho I mean you know what I'm talking about Koto Moleko Kune he's going to come back Bernard Parker yeah. he's going to come back and find players that he left six years ago and when you look at Sundowns and the amount of how they sort of refreshing the squad, Turnover. having to get eight new players or nine new players every season, as well as Orlando Pirates. You look at Happy Jealous, probably the last player from years back for Orlando Pirates. That's how much it's changed. And as for Kaiser Chiefs, on the other hand, is that there's so many faces that are there. And you can see even when they're performing, no matter how best they give their performances, it's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. And you can see that. And you can see... So my thing is, is that if you're going to be ruthless and get rid of Gavin Hunt, I can't wait to see what they do at the end of the season. Because I would love to see what they do with regards to the squad because I think also some ruthlessness has to be shown in that squad too. Yeah, I think what I've... Just to add in, and obviously you know, I, I can't really speak um, or, or, or speak of, of who I've, I've heard this from, but I have heard murmurs that it wasn't just about the results um, necessarily. I think Gavin's a very tough person to work with. Um, I think he wants it his way. And Chiefs want it their way. Uh, and I think Bobby and his, his board don't like to be told what to do. Um, but Gavin's the type of person to come in and say, listen, I've done this. You he guys wants control. Haven't won a you, I, you guys haven't won a title for years. I've won one in the last couple of seasons. I've won three before that. Um, you know, it's my way or the highway. And I think the highway was what they showed him. Um, to be honest with you, I, I think he is very hard to work with. I think he's he's incredible. I think he's he keeps it very simple. You know, he gets the best out of players. He's a hard coach to to work under. But if you get in results, you get in results. And you can't, you can't uh, deny that. And I think an institution like Chiefs were probably not ready to succumb to an individual's um, demands, yeah. specific needs and demands um, and which, I, I, from what yeah. I understand which is fair in its own way but you know imagine he went on and won the the CAF Champions League I heard a I heard a funny stat uh, Shakes you could probably um, correct me if I'm wrong but get into the quarterfinals of the CAF Champions League earns you 24 million uh, 24 million rand winning the uh, the PSL earns you 12 million rand so he already yeah. doubled income I mean, like, regardless of where they finish in the league, it's not going to matter. He's he's made all that money back anyway, plus more. And um, now they're uh, in the semi-final. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, Nick, you you mentioned some very good points. So the number I was actually going to bring that up in terms of the numbers, in terms of when you win the league within the DSTV Premiership, you get about fifteen mil. And uh, from from Kaiser Chiefs being in the semi-finals of the CAF Champions League, they make about around about 12, 13 million rand. That's the numbers that I saw from articles. And I was yeah. thinking to myself, oh, that's some really decent money that they've made um, with regards to being within that competition. And I think there were certain results that you sort of saw the way they beat Simba. They beat Simba in a very impressive way. They are the only team, by the way, that beat Mamluri Sanand in the league this season. Let's this get season, that yeah. right too. Yeah, that they're the only team as well to only do it. They beat Orlando Pirates as well. There are certain results that I saw that Wow, imagine if he had his own players. Or imagine mm -hmm. if he had sort of um, a refreshing of that squad yeah. of five signings yeah. or six signings. Yeah. 
how well would this squad really do? There were some results that you just thought, wow, he beat we that. Like, I mean, nobody gave us a, a prayer or gave Kaiser Chiefs a prayer for for that game as well. So I just sort of think to myself that um, it's it's I understand in terms of it's Chiefs do not want to sort of be dictated by one man. But I think with Chiefs, it's a thing of they I know they've they've they've, they've hired Molifan Seki to come in and, and sort of improve the youth development, which does need addressing without a doubt. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. But Chiefs need to get back to competing. You know, yeah. I mean, Chiefs need to get back to competing and they haven't been doing it for such a long time. I never thought I would ever say six years go by and Chiefs have not won anything. Like, man, that's great. Great up. Great up. Guarantee Chiefs will win one trophy. One trophy. A cup, something, something. They would win a, either the, the Rothmans Cup, a top eight or something. You know what I mean? They always BP top eight. There'll be just something, EPSA Cup, something Chiefs always just used to win a trophy or something like that. And I think, you know, as as, as a fan, I think, uh, but just, just for Arjun and, and other guys, Kaiser Chiefs is, is, a, is, a, is a family-run business, right? The, 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 the founder is the chairman um, and his son... Um, is the general manager. So basically, he's the sporting director, if you want to put and it his like daughter, that. The, his and his daughter? And, and his, his, his daughter's the marketing his director. His daughter's the marketing okay. director. And he's got another daughter who's yeah. also involved. And then his son, who's a former soccer player as well, he's involved in the club, but he's not really hands-on. And But he's going to be the guy who's going to take over eventually. Uh, but Bobby is the one that's problematic for me because he had a falling out with Stuart Baxter when Stuart Baxter left. Uh, Stuart Baxter wanted to make certain changes with, with the team and he didn't want to make those changes. And Bobby's the one who's been going to get these buy buy one, get two players for free in Zimbabwe and, you know, and going, and, <laughs> and, and, and signing and signing and signing uh, and signing ducks from, 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 from Seychelles and that's where the Chiefs got the transfer ban. This is all Bobby's doing and Bobby has never been um, suspended or fined or I don't know, like they've, they've, there's never been a change in his position um, you know, in terms of the bad results he's done because the signings that he's done, as you said, you know, your Wallace Simbis, you know, people play come for six months and then we let them go all of a sudden. You know, we, 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 we sign too often too many foreigners without really knowing their credentials when there's so many other good players within the PSL that we could get and actually improve the team. But we do need a, a squad overhaul. I think, you know, there's certain players I look in the team that, that are old. Um, they're not really contributing much. And also the defensive frailties of Matoo and Cardoso as a partnership. How can you continue with the same defense that is leaking? You know, they, they, they're good players in their own right, but... Defending as a partnership, as, as a centre-back, um, you know, you know, Gezana has been played out of position at right-back. That also, Gavin Hunt, that, you see, that's one thing Gavin Hunt I didn't like about him. He played players out of position. He played Gezana right-back, whereas Reef Rossler is the best right-back in the country. He doesn't start him at right-back. He plays him left-back. How can you play the best crossing right-back in the country at left-back? Now he has to cross with his weaker foot. Yes, he can cross with his weaker foot. And he's had assists with the weaker foot. But how can you play the, how can you play the best right-back at left-back? And playing Gezana, who's an up and coming centre back. Clearly, uh, didn't just right back. back. That's it. But maybe no, he was yeah, doing yes, it also he, to he, expose. He, maybe he was doing he, it to also expose the frailties of the team. No, he or didn't. Expose but the frailties of the team. But that's the thing. You can't. You, Reef Frostler is the best right back in the in the country. He's, he's picked for Bafana and going to Olympics. You know, and and oh, like it. And you, the guy, the one guy I feel sorry for is that a gay guy, the guy from Kenya. He actually started the season quite well. Actually, the season. 
he actually started the season quite well. He was we were asking who's this player they got from Kenya. We're like, ah, he's not a good player. But this season he started the season not too badly, and then all of a sudden he's not being used in the squad when Matoa comes back um, from his from his family um, bereavements and whatever. You know, I just like it's just yes, Kevin had made some mistakes, but also the players that he had at his disposal were just not coming to the fore. I think you know. The, the, the highlights, the, the the shining lights are the young players that, that have actually got an opportunity. Uh, Blom, Ngovo, Mashiani, and Ngezala, those four players, I think they've they've shown and put their hands up to say, okay, cool, we want to play for Kaiser Chiefs going forward, and we should build our team ar- around Ngobo. You know, Ngobo, I think, is a, is the future of Kaiser Chiefs. He's about 21, 22 years old. Uh, but yeah, let's see what happens. Um, I think, what do you think in terms of the CAF Champions League? Do you think they can go past with that? Um, yeah, no, that's a tough. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is tough because, uh, the reason being I say that is that actually when I watch, when I actually watch the, the, the CAF Champions League and in terms of the way teams play, they're more direct within the competition than what yeah. you would probably find back home, um, within the DSTV Premiership or within the PSL. Um, when you actually watch, even for example, Alali versus Mamlodi Sundowns. Mamlusan has actually played better than Alali, but with Alali, it was more of them being direct, and then they got the goals that they needed to get, defend really well, and they were more direct, getting in behind uh, Mamlusan as a defense. Sanos had all the possession, and I think that's where Keza Chiefs were really helped with having to play within this competition because the way Keza Chiefs plays are direct, one route, and it has helped out. And I think even it caught Simba out because if you look at three of the four goals, they're all sort of cross header or cross mm-hmm. it gets in or cross or something along those those lines. And I think they play against what we did. We did beat them 4-0 in the in the group stages and then they went and beat We Dead uh, 1-0 back at home. Um so that one is a toss-up, but I don't think We Dead is going to throw this one away. And I I don't think Kizachis will get past We Dead. And also another thing that is a point that probably people might need to start talking about is is it probably what is it probably in Chiefs' best interest that maybe they do not proceed in the Cap Champions League? And the reason I say this is because if they get past the semifinals, the, the, then they go into the final. The final is potentially in July. Now, they have a lot of player contracts that are expiring at the end of June. June yeah. So now, if they happen to go into the final, that means they would have to renew a lot of the contracts of the players that are already there at the club. And now, if you look... And now, if you're thinking long term, yeah, that's if, if you're thinking long term, you think is it the best decision to do? You know, is it the best decision to renew and go into another season with mm-hmm. these guys and try and compete? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think they'll probably get past with that. But the fact that they made it to the semifinals is a huge, huge achievement. You can't look down on that. Yeah, no, I, I completely. So that was in the in the group, eh? Is that yeah, the group, yeah. group yeah. 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 So they lost they lost to Widad 4-0 no. in a neutral venue. Well, where was that? The neutral venue was in DRC or something, I think. Was uh, it Burkina Faso? Burkina Faso, yeah. Oh, Faso, think... yeah. It was a Burkina Faso. Burkina Faso, you're right. It was a Burkina Faso, the, the main stadium there. They lost 4-0 uh, at a neutral stadium. And then in South Africa, Chiefs won 1-0 with 10 men uh, for about uh, nice. a whole half. Oh, nine, nine men. Okay, they, ended, they, they, okay. they played. They played about forty minutes with ten men, and then played about mm. ten minutes with with, with nine men. Uh, but uh, we need to always mention this as well: is that we did 
sent a, a second string team because oh, really? uh, because of because of COVID rules in in, in Morocco ah. is that is that if your players were coming back from South Africa, they would have to quarantine for ten days. So they didn't send ah. all their best players. Uh, we oh, we okay. need to remember that. But Jeez. but also I think they were happy that they were they, they had already qualified for the next round. So they were they didn't really worry about uh, that result too much. You know, I mean, I think I think they just needed to win the last game to or get a point from the last game to to solidify um, that first place. But but um, in terms of the other semi final, uh, what do you think of Pizzo and 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 his and his and his Red Army? On um, yeah, they've they've done really well. Uh, they've they've done really well to sort of make it. This far in the competition, they finished second in their group. Let's not forget that. And I, I gotta tell you, man, there's a, there's a. I, I have to admit that when you see Pito now at Alali, you probably see how much he's grown and how much the yeah. the Club World Cup has really played a role for him to keep growing in terms of having to face Bayern Munich and and having to go to third place within the Club World Cup. You can see a man who's really matured and and who's who's about results, I would probably would say, because even the way they dealt with Sundowns, um, they didn't play better than Sundowns. I don't think they did, but yeah. they got the result and that was the most important thing. And I think one thing I was impressed with, especially was the first leg, was Sundowns had most of the ball. Sundowns hit the post, I think, twice. But what Alali kept on doing in the game. They were always trying to get in behind, so they're always trying to get the ball in behind all the time. And and the one time they scored a very good goal, but when the second goal went in and Denis Onyango made the mistake, that's when it clicked mm. to say, oh, that's what they were always doing. They were trying to get the ball in behind because at some point they're gonna Sunhouse is gonna bite the carrot, goalkeeper, defender is gonna make a mistake. And I think he sort of got into a place now where results matter. And trophies is what matters, and that's what matters to to Alali and them, and that's why hence they become the most what historic club within the CAF Champions League, and having to yeah. win the competitions that they win. It's not necessarily about possession. It's not necessarily about um, having to play the most beautiful football in the world. And and yeah, I mean, look at the end of the day, if he if he retires, he's going to say I won two CAF Champions Leagues with two different mm. teams, and yeah. and that's one credit you have to give it to him. No, and he's, uh, he's gonna go play against Thomas Tuchel there. If they win, if they win, if they this season. Yeah. But Claudio, Claudio, do you think, do you think, um, Pito as a coach, do you think he could uh, take that leap to 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 coach a, a European team, um, whichever league it is in Europe? You know what? Uh, prior to this Egyptian move, I would have said that statement is completely outrageous. Uh, from my pre- when I was still playing and when I came across Pizzo, I, I thought he was the most arrogant man I've ever seen on a football pitch. He then went to Sundowns, and my my whole statement at Sundowns is like, yeah, he's success, sure, but I mean, he can do as he pleases when he wants to buy the whole team. And you know, my my expectation of any Sundowns coach is if you don't win the league, you're a terrible coach because you should be able to do that if you know the bare minimum. That's just my my perception. But seeing him throughout the years and now moving to Egypt, the way in which he's conducted himself and the way in which he is conducting himself, there's a humility that's crept in there that I'm looking and I'm actually admiring. And I'm saying this is kind of where the experience and the wisdom are meeting halfway, where in the beginning, guns blazing, doing his thing, obviously got carried away with the, the, the success that he had to his head. But he's learning some things and I, I wouldn't put it past him. And I, I made the joke saying he's gone to Egypt because making the next step to Europe is right across the, the, the ocean there. It's not too far. Mm. Um, but I could easily, I could easily see him do that if given the opportunity. But and I think that's the thing he needs to focus on. Maybe stay there another two seasons, win everything he can, when possibly co- keep competing at the the 
European, the club world champs and all of that sort of stuff. And I think, yeah, definitely. I think it's on the cards for him if he keeps going this way. And you know what? I'll be the first one to retract every statement I've made about the man previously because I love to be proven wrong. And right now, he's doing that, Myers. So, well done to you, <laughs> <laughs> he's proving all the doubters wrong including yourself yeah, I think, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's it's a definite possibility I think uh, I'm trying to obviously I, I don't know the past Al-Akhli coaches or past North African coaches I'll, I'll give you an coaches. example now there's a guy who's going to get signed for or they, they're looking to sign him uh, Australian coach for Celtic yes the, the guy the guy who and was who's coaching in um, Japan yeah he's coaching in Japan so arguably if you look at where the, the FIFA will uh, Club World Cup, African teams and Asian teams are probably on a par over the last couple of years. So, you know, if a manager like that is doing it uh, for for sort of the same level and we right. constantly send in a coach with an African team that's constantly winning year in, year out for maybe three or four seasons, why not? Why not to a level of, of Celtic at least or um, potentially an Eastern European, uh, even an Eastern European, um, or, or even like a uh, Belgium country, or, or a Belgium, or a small. You, you never know. It's very possible. But but, um, but the, I'm I'm curious though. Which club in Europe would take a gamble on an African coach? African. Let's That's let's. True. I mean, if if we if we dig in deeper and we we like find mm. combing all of this, and we're going, we're looking at the demographic of the current coaches in all the top spots. Yeah. You know, yes. and there's all the, you know, and with, I mean, this last season, it's been very focal with regards to racism and all the other stuff and black coaches, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So out of curiosity, if the European African coaches can't get a step, like why would they look abroad? So that's the, which I suppose my question yeah. is, which European club is innovative enough to be open to the idea of bringing an African sort of coach, largely yeah. knowing that the perception of African football is lower tier? even though they picked up a lot of the players taken in there? It's a very good question. Claudio, mm. it's a very mm. good question, especially also mm. considering the fact that uh, Saul Campbell's coming out with a documentary where he's going to be speaking about <clears throat> hard times of having to get into club football and being a manager there or being a head coach there. Um, mm. You saw at Brighton, Chris Uton was there, Darren Moore mm. at West Brom as well. I think he's at Sheffield Wednesday, if I'm correct, um, correct right yeah. now. But... Yeah, but my thing is is that it's a very good question in the sense that it's already hard enough for black European coaches to get jobs. So which club is going to say, okay, let's let's go the African guy and let's let's have him make us stay up. I think the one thing that I'm happy about is that he made the move to Egypt. And he's yeah. made he's made probably even South African coaches to be more ambitious as well. Like even with even yeah. with, with Ben McCarthy at some point. I, at some point, if he carries on the success with Amazulu, I also want to ask, okay, Omi, we, we get the Amazulu success, but when do you go that side? Because mm. Vito did it, you know, and it yeah. might be a stepping stone. It might be a breakthrough. And he might not, Pito might not be the first coach to probably coach in Europe, but he would have at least opened the door to us being more ambitious and trying to coach in Europe. So maybe yeah. one day, um, someone will go from Alali or we did or Raja Casablanca yeah. and then yeah. go and manage in Switzerland or something like that, you know? You, you, no, I, think, I think in terms of yeah. countries, I think France would be a, a decent option. I think that uh, you do see a lot of black managers throughout their professional league structure. But in terms of um, just a, a point on Al-Akhli, 
you know, we talk about racism, racism in uh, football, racism in society, but in terms of Arabs, Arab racism towards um, African uh, people is actually mm. one of the like Biggest. more deeper um, sort of hate uh, hatred, uh, like in terms of a, a race for them. Mm. And if you mm. read the sort of comments from the from the chairman of Al Akli. They, all of all of his board members laughed at him and said, oh, "You're going to get a black coach." And he's like, "I'm going to be the first chairman of our athlete to get a black coach, and you guys aren't going to say anything." And there were big question marks in Egypt. I can yeah. guarantee you now, no, if he didn't do well. If he didn't do well in those first, at that first month, he ended up winning like two trophies, even mm. though it might have been set up for him. But if he maybe dropped the Flopped. ball, he mm. would have absolutely been lambasted. The racism no, would have been huge. 100%. Absolutely. Um, so I think the fact, what I'm trying to get at is the fact that a, a team as big as Al-Akli from an Arab nation are sort of been taking a chance and they're open to it and they're proving to the rest of the world where, you know, there are countries in Europe where um, sort of the Arab culture is quite big. You know, this is acceptable. There are yeah. good African coaches. There are good mm. black African coaches. So yeah. um, I think maybe that might just be the catalyst for for the rest of the world. Um, uh, that, that, that's that's really interesting. Cool. That's good. Because actually, w- w- while you guys were chatting, I was like, let me just Google quickly and see if there are African coaches in, in Europe. Uh, I found that there's a Senegalese guy who's coaching at Standard Liège, uh, which is which is in Belgium. Um, he oh, he like- played... So he played in the in the Belgian league uh, previously. So he's a Senegalese guy. He was appointed in, on uh, just after Christmas. Uh, then there's another guy, uh, an Angol- Angolan coach, um, Lito Vidigal. Um, he's been coaching a couple of clubs in Portugal, and he's currently the coach of Maritimo uh, in Portugal. Oh, amazing! And there's, a, and there's, a, there's a Tunisian. <laughs> That's good. There's a Tunisian, <laughs> a former Tunisian international. Um, he's currently coaching a second tier side uh, in Spain, so um, the first division uh, league, league two in in Spain. So at least there are yeah. three managers in what would say the top six, seven leagues um, in in Europe. You know, including the Portuguese and maybe Belgian uh, top eight, whatever. Um, so there yeah. are there are these, you know. But I think maybe them as well. They've they've had their different paths to get there you know maybe yeah uh, the, the you know the senegalese guy used to play in the league um then the tunisian international he probably also played um in mm. europe and so on obviously there's Pito, a south african uh, uh coaching in kosovo uh alan clark some of you might know isn't there also a south african coach in the united states bradley connell yeah but he's not he's an assistant coach he's in the periphery he's in the periphery he was interim coach for a little bit for a month yeah 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 so he's his assistant at reading i think still right he should be still the assistant at reading i think yeah Quinton Fortune. Uh, so, so I think th- that step can be taken by by Pito. Uh, and as you said, Nick, I think that's important. The fact that he's actually already broken certain boundaries by yeah. being a black African coach at Al Ahly, mm-hmm. the biggest yeah. uh, club in Africa, club of the century, the most successful club. You know, it's um, so for Arjun, Al Ahly is the Real Madrid of Africa. That what that that that's that's who Al Ahly is. Al Ahly is the Real Madrid of Africa. They've dominated um, African football. They've had the greatest. 
player who's played on the African continent and never went to Europe, uh, Mohamed Abudrika. Um, so yeah, so I think yeah, it it, it can be possible. Um, hey, Claudia, I, 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 am I out of time here? Yeah? You're talking about play of the season here. Yeah? <laughs> 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 uh, but, but yeah, but uh, moving back, uh, back to South Africa, um, Sheikhs, who, who do you think um, has stood out for you in the league this season uh, in terms of being a player of the season? I think uh, what the nominees are, are Kutumela, uh, Shalulile, and, and, and Zwane. Uh, so Zwane is, is the def- he won it last season. Uh, he won all the trophies last season, player of the season, football of the season. Um, he's up again uh, for the nomination the at midfield of the season. But I don't think he's had as a dominant season like last season. I think there's been a lot of contributing factors, uh, a lot of supporting costs, uh, similar to a Man City where you've got a Ruben Diaz, you've got a, a De Bruyne, you've got a Gundogan, you've got a Mares, you've got a Foden. Uh, you've got to cancel all these type of players in Man City, six, six, five or six players that can that have stood out as a collective and not one shining light. So I think that's the same thing as Sundowns. So, but but what do you think uh, in terms of the player of the season um, um, trophy? Yeah, look, I mean, there's been a lot of names that have played really well for me with the regards to the season. But if we're going to just solely stick down to those three, I think Zwane, like you said, has had a solid season, had some really good numbers. But I don't think he has been as dominant as he was last season, as, as you would say. And uh, I think Taviso Kuchmela, same, man. I, I I feel sorry for him because of he's playing for Maritzburg. Un- no, he's playing for Maritzburg United. And, and for people who are watching elsewhere, that's almost as if you would say... I don't know um, what which team just survived relegation. Brighton, maybe you'd say Newcastle. Newcastle, man. Please, yeah. Newcastle. 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 That just is surviving, survived the, the last spot in the in the league, and as well as uh, trying to fight for not finishing 15th. But he sort of carried that club with the number of goals that he scored as well. I think he's third place on the top goals on on the top goal scoring charts as well. So yeah. I think for someone who carried that club on on practically his own and scoring the crucial goals as well, he deserves a really good mention. But unfortunately, I'd have to give it to Peter Shaolile. I think Peter Shaolile has come in. Mamluri Sanons, he's fitted in like a glove. Um, he scored goals for, for Mamluri Sanons, scoring crucial goals as well, whether if it's the last one or the first one. But he's, he's scoring a lot of crucial goals and he's, I think he's got 20, 38 games in all competitions as well. So he's been able to contribute. And also yeah. the fact that if you watch Peter Shaolile, he also passes as well. He's also got yeah. a number of, assist, of assists as well. So he's not just scoring the goals, he's also giving it to Zwane, giving it to Erasmus, giving it to, you know, so he's not a selfish player, despite his numbers would probably say, you're selfish, you scored the most goals, but I would probably have to say him and just how easily he's adapted to Sundowns. And yes, it's the best team in the league, but like he just adapted way too easily for me at Sundowns. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I think, I think, yeah, you are right because a lot of the times the goals that he scores is the important goals. It's the yes. it's the it's the equalizing goal. It's the winner in the 90th minute, 89th minute. You know what I mean? And then he does his yeah. Springbok celebration type thing. And he jumps all over the place. You know, um, and, and and that's the thing is that being a player that um, comes from a Highlands Park 
and coming to a big club like 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 Sundowns. And also he came for a lot of money. You know, they 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 paid a lot of money for him to to move from from Highlands Park and actually still having an impact, scoring the 13 league goals and then still scoring the the seven other goals in other competitions. I think it's you are right. I think he is the that player who actually has uh, shunned through in terms of the 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 the, the league in itself. Um, yeah, I think he's he's definitely the one. Uh, but in terms of you know who's who's a player you've 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 you you think that you know has been underrated this season um, or has been a big let's say not underrated let's say big surprise. Well, okay, big big surprise. Okay, that's that's a, there's a difference between uh, in, uh, underrated and surprise. I want to go for big surprise rather. Yeah. Okay, so the, well, I, look, I wrote down a number of names here that I just thought were really impressive for me. If I was to say the one on this list that I wrote was. Probably the one that surprised me the most. Uh, I probably have to say Makaula for me at Amazulu. Um, I can't believe how how really good he's been. Hey, I mean it's 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 he plays he plays the he plays the Kante role for everyone who's watching elsewhere. He plays the Ngolo Kante role for Amazulu, and he's just been really solid in the sense of the number of games that he's played and how much. He doesn't get carded a lot, by the way. So he makes the perfect tackle. He protects the back four. Um, and, How do you and, play and, like Kante and not get carded, bro? That's ridiculous. How do you play God, that role and not get God, carded often? That is that is yeah, perfection. Yeah, when I mean, look, I mean, Kante doesn't get carded a lot, does he? he that's yeah, how perfect I, Kante is. He's clean. Right? He's clean. Mm. Yeah, I was faulty in that role. That's smiles. like I always admire guys who don't get. He, he, just smi- <laughs> he just smiles at the ref, and I feel like bad. Yeah, that's how he gets away with it. That's how he gets away with it. Yeah, so like, <laughs> you're saying the man's timing's perfection, then, Shakes. Yeah, well, men's timing's perfection on tackles and smiles, right? Yeah. That's what we would say. <laughs> I would, <laughs> with the guts to that. So p- perhaps for me, I would say surprising because of just how good he's been. I mean, I even tweeted now now to just say, I don't think I remember a bad game that he had. And I watch a lot of PSL. So I don't think he had he's had a really bad game this season. And I think he's been really crucial to Benny Makata and Amazulu finishing second place. I'd probably say that's the that's the surprise for me this season. Not proper, Jeez, nice. not proper, not proper. Nick, Nick, do 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 you have any 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 shining players there uh, who can who can who can go to the PSL from the Varsity Cup? Uh, because uh, because it actually it actually does happen from the from the Varsity Cup. You remember? Uh, I think it's Tabum Gonyama. He was playing for He was playing for Northwest University. Ne? Yeah. He when we played him at you at the end of the year and I saved his penalty. So yeah, he was nothing until he came Oh, all that keeper, all that keeper Nick. <laughs> <Until> he <came to. laughs> he's a, he's a, he's and, a and, and you must know, you must know Nick's got T-Rex arms to save your penalty. Ay, 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 ah, <laughs> I think two-time Netbank Cup winner, by the way, eh? Two-time yeah. Netbank Cup winner. Yeah, well, well respect is, that. Respect I think, I think yeah. for me, um, yeah, I think he's, listen, he's done great. I was surprised with the move to TTM. Um, I said, I got a lot of time for Tabo. He came, he spent a lot of time at Tux himself. Um, I, I thought he would have kicked on a little bit more after Supersport, but I think for me, the best player to come out of Varsity Cup is Colum Lambo. I think he is a superb player. Uh, played at played at Pirates. I think he's he's here at Amazulu now. I think yeah. he is. He is, he, yeah. is, he, is. he is. In terms of ball distribution, retention of the ball, he's. I, I think he's he's probably the best to come out of the tournament. Um, 
but yeah, I in terms of in terms of what's to come, I think there's be there hasn't been a tournament for a year, so it will be interesting. There's going to be a lot of new players um, that 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 are going to sort of light up. I know um, there was a player from UJ two seasons ago. Um, he's at TS Galaxy now, uh, Mogaila. Mogaila, Mogaila. I don't know. How to say his name. Yeah, he's a right winger. He came from. Um, he came from me. He signed at Highlands, and then when the, the transfer went through to TS Galaxy, he's still there. So Owen Owen saw him there, signed him. Uh, so there's been a few, um, but it'll be interesting to see what the players offer this season. Um, and when when when, when does the tournament when does the tournament start? Uh, we start in August. It's to be confirmed with regards to dates because they're just working out a format because they're looking at whether or not we'll go into a bubble. But it looks like we are going to go into a bubble. So if they do go into a bubble, Nick, we're going to have to get shakes, we're going to have to get Silo, and we're going to have to just comment on the players there so we can get them into the PSL, man. I think that's what the the varsity cup needs. Needs more eyes. Needs more eyes to promote these players. It does, it does, it does. But yeah, (laughs) we we, um hopeful. I mean, I'll have hopefully by the end of August probably six or seven players signed. Uh, That's the plan uh, that will be part of our first team going into into the new NFD or Glad Africa championship season. So, so that's the aim of the tournament, you know, is to try and promote the guys as soon as possible. These, and at the end Nick, of the these day, players that a, you're going to be players. signing, but these players that you're going to be signing, are these going to be players that you're going to be, that you already know more or less, or are these going to be an open trial? How's, what, what kind of signings are these going to be? No, signing the, the players that will come from my team will sign professional contracts. That's professional. Oh, okay, that's what you mean. You're going to lose a couple of your varsity cap players that are going to go into the. Into that's, the hey, that's, that's nice. what must happen. That's what that's must happen. Good. I think we've got three at the moment in my varsity cup squad. We've got three already signed. My captain will sign a contract, from what I understand. That's what I've been told, and then we'll send another three or four to the preseason camp. So. It's it's likely. It's likely. No, it's good. No, it's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Shakes, who, who do you think um, is the next player you would like to see playing in, in Europe from the PSL? Um, player with a lot of potential. Player who's shown um, times where he sort of played really well for this club. No matter, doesn't matter how much they've underperformed, he's carried them at times. I'd probably have to say Kosimpi Lenovo. I think he's been um, he's been really good. I think he's he's shown moments that yep. there is room to grow. There's room to grow, and he's shown terms of quality. Of course, I would love for him to get his numbers up. But a player who is 20 years old, I think 20, 20, mm-hmm. 21 years mm-hmm. old, I would I would I would love it if he if he went to Europe asap 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 so that he can develop much further and grow much faster as well. Uh, but I think he's shown some really good times of, of, of quality as well. I would probably have to say him. No, I agree. I, I completely agree. So he's a, what's going to so make him excel in so Europe? He, so he plays like a, he plays as a number ten, sometimes as an eight, depending on the formation. Sometimes Chiefs plays a four three three, then he plays as an eight, or he plays a they play a four two three one. He'll be the number ten. And I think I, I agree with Shakes completely, man. I think he's he's been the best player for Kansas Chiefs this season. Um, and also, at the under-20 FCON that he played in, I think, two years ago, right? He was in the team of the tournament when um, the under-20s went to the semifinals. He was in the team of the tournament. Only South African player that made the team of the tournament. Then he came back to Chiefs, 
uh, played a game, then he got an Achilles uh, heel injury, a long and, he was injury out, yeah. and he was out for 10, 12 months. And then he only came back at the like uh, halfway through last season. So he never had a, a preseason. Obviously, getting back from injury was tough for him. But he's shown the talent since uh, playing for Buffer, um, for what's his, Amajita at under twenty level. So I think he is definitely uh, one of the one of the the, the, the shining stars. And he'll be you'll um, be going to the Olympics as well, uh, which which will be a great way for him to advertise himself to to the world. You know, as Claudia and I, it's been the theme of this uh, show. You must ask that boy about Tux uh, in the semi-final <laughs> when we knocked him out at uh, the engine and the 18 knockout. So many plugins there. Uh, yeah. wow. Shakes, you've got to understand. You've got to understand, Shakes. Tux is, uh, you know, that, that friend that always comes and spoils the party. You know, we had, a, we, had a sundowns, uh, we had a Sundowns that year, 2017 Sundowns uh, Chiefs final setup. And the two semifinals were next door to each other. Stars of Africa were playing Sundowns and Tux were playing Chiefs. And we both knocked out the, the favorites the there. And we, oh. we, set, we set up an underdog final there. Which was listen, nice man, see, listen, so. man. I, I, won't, I won't forget the one party you spoiled was uh, Nedvin Cup. Yeah, I think there was the game where Jimmy Tao heard a whistle from <laughs> I don't know where. And... <laughs> Yeah, you guys spoiled that party hard. Yo, I, I remember that game. Whistle. I remember that Nick, game. You know who had that whistle? Killer, boy. Killer had that whistle. Okay. Killer. Killer's our kit manager now. Oh, really? He's moved up. Yeah, he's a kit manager. So, so Shakes, he used to drive the, our bus. But before our game, there was a, there, we had a horrible spell when we were playing in the Castle League. And this, like, the horrible spell, I'm not going to... I'm not going to pointed to anything but i'm just going to tell you what he used to do was before our games he used to go on the field he used to take salt and water and he'd go into the goals and you know spray it and do his (laughs) little thing and whenever we caught him doing that those are the games we never ever won never won eventually eventually we went to him and we're like no 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 no, killer stop it stop it you you clearly you're not helping us i don't know who you're speaking to but it's not working (laughs) speaking to the wrong speaking to the wrong wrong ancestors yeah but now that i think about it maybe was just trying to move up. Maybe he was just trying to get his kit manager yeah. job. I don't know what it was. As we were still talking about in Mwobo, I guess uh, what are the chances um, of South Africa um, at the Olympics? I think, yeah, their group is is, is, a, is a tough group. It's a really big Mexico. Uh, I think we've got Fra- France. Um, Japan, J- Japan and France. And, so we've got the hosts, yeah. France and Japan in the same group. And obviously France have uh, quite a, a, a good a young contingent, depending on if they are allowed to, to go to the Olympics as well. I guess that's also yeah. another factor where even now we've got South African players who are overseas who haven't come for the camp, who are not going to come for the camp. That's a taller boy, might not come. Uh, Le Chabelle at Leicester might not come. And then Chauke yeah. has decided to, to play for England instead of South Africa. So he's definitely not coming, the Southampton boy. He's definitely not coming. So what do you think are our chances for, for, for the Olympics? Well, look, let's, let's be honest here. And um, I'm not honestly expecting a lot from the Olympics. Uh, I think it's the, two, the group is too tough. I think it's going to be a great experience, though. Um, so for them to go there and sort of see the level of which the, the players are at, I think they said something about Mbappe could be playing for France as well, um, potentially. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he could, he could be playing for France as well. So that's going to be... And Kamavinga, I don't know of anyone who's seen Kamavinga, yep. 17 years old or 18 years old, playing for Ren. Very good player. Very, very good player. Like and another thing is... 
It, no, 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 no. He's playing for Ren in in League Earn. Yeah, but isn't he being linked at the moment of the Premier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. No, no, that yeah. he is. And I think also another thing is we mustn't underestimate the Asian teams, man. Because I remember watching that the seventeen World Cup and. When we played against South Korea, they ran more than us. I remember watching Mamlorisa announce at the Club World Cup against, was it a South Korean team or a Japanese team? I can't remember. And they ran more than us as well. And I just think I can see a similar thing happen, happening here as well. So I think grab the experiences, um, see what levels we're at, and let's see if we can try progress these kids to senior yeah. teams as well. That's the most it's important thing, if we sick. can try progress them. Shakes, you might know a bit more than this, but like they haven't, they're not helping themselves at all, Safa, because from what I understand is there's there's been camps, they've been called off, they were going to UAE, now they're going to Egypt. Egypt yeah. From what I from what I understand, the rumor is is that they couldn't afford the UAE trip. Um, I, I don't don't quote me on that, but that's what I heard. Um, oh, I, I had okay. I had I, I had players. Um, Shakes, go tweet that quickly. Go tweet that. Let's, let's two, spread the news. <laughs> we, had, we had two tux players. At, uh, at Kosi Dlala, he's just trying to keep fit. And I'm like, what's happening, dude? He's like, bro, can I come and train with your team? Uh, he's been training with me for the last week. And I said, but like, what's going on? He says, no, nah, we were supposed to camp, but now we're not camping. Now we're camping. We're meeting on Saturday. Um, he didn't know if he was going to Egypt. Um it's it's a mess, man. If you're gonna if you if I'm being honest, that's a like you're going to the one of the biggest events in the world. And yeah. um I know you're not, even, I'm not even talking about suits, COVID. Nick. They'll yeah. have those dodgy tracksuits that you, oh, you mentioned. Those, big, you know those, over, those oversized ones that at the last time. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah so no, no. That's, uh, maybe you don't want to comment too much on that, but yeah, that's just my views. Funny enough, the, the story that I saw was the fact that they said UAE was not allowing people to come into the country. Okay. So I, I did not, yeah, I, I'm not sure about the, the, the other story as well. But okay. yeah, look, I mean, they're trying to get two friendlies with Egypt under 23 and see where they're at. Um, I thought Mo Salah was going to be in the team, but they announced the team and he was not there as one of their overage oh, players, okay. so he was not there. There's still a very solid squad that they're facing against Egypt. And uh, yeah, and unfortunately, I would say some of our best players are not part of the squad as well. So even preparations going into Tokyo Olympics is not really going to yeah. be at the optimum. That's why I'm not expecting much. But if I would tell the youth or our younger players, is just take the experience, man. Take the experience. Yeah. See the level that some of the players that are at at a really good level. And, and we come back home and we, we try and progress some of these kids within the club football, within the national team as well. That, that hardly happens, but I'm really hoping that it happens this time. No, true. No, true. I think they can they can try and just make a name for themselves, you know, uh, in, in, in that tournament. You know, I think in the past we've, we we were at um, Rio and then we were at um, Sydney as well. So and those players they they made a name for themselves. You know, um, your Benny McCarthy's. That's how they they got the exposure. You know, Keegan Dolly was an, was the captain of the at at, at uh, Brazil and he got the exposure as well. And that's obviously resulted in going overseas. So I think they must just do that. See the other players. Uh, but in terms of just before we we, we wrap up soon, who do you, who would you pick as 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 the three over age players for 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 the Olympics? Yeah, well, if it was up to me, uh, I would probably go in goal. I would say Ricardo Goss should 
Oh no, Ronan. Oh, oh. Sorry, Ronan. No, Ronan should go. Ronan should Ronan go. Should go okay. okay. Yeah. Yes, Ronan Williams should go. I think he's a very good goalkeeper. I really do wish Wisum Lungwana would obviously get the chances if he doesn't go. Um, the second player I'd pick is Musa Lewusa. I think he's been really class quality. He brings leadership as well at the back. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, I think he's been a really he's had a really good campaign as well. And finally, without a shadow of a doubt, it has to be Pesetau, um because he cannot lock doors. Uh, he's our sort of type player who can grab the ball and run at defenses, who can try and unlock something, who can try and challenge defenses as well. So that's the three players I would take um, okay. over age players as well. Okay. Jens, okay. What, what's your opinion about the whole overage players for the Olympics? I understand they should have the right to compete at the Olympics, but should it not be something where we should be focusing, giving the, the younger players an opportunity to be, just, yeah. when we're looking at it, I mean, there are so many platforms for all leagues for the senior players to become a success. There's no reason to rob the younger guys of that opportunity. Are we, is, is that something you guys share the opinion of, or mm. do you think it's, it should be yeah. something that they keep pursuing? Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you're definitely right, Claudio, especially considering the fact that it's the younger players that got themselves in this position to go there. Mm. So, mm. so I would, if it was up to me, I would just send the youngsters straight away. The reason, I don't know, the reason for overage players is, I guess, to add some sort of experience, maybe to add some little bit of more competitiveness per se. But if it was up to me, I would just say youth all the way. And, and I think we needed to see how far behind or what, where we yeah. are compared to other countries. Like, whether we get smashed or not, I think we just need to see, okay, this is the level mm, that they are. This is the level where we are and how we need to improve to get to that level, yeah. you know? Mm, yeah. Mm, not true. Not true. Um, I think, yeah, in the interest of time, uh, just, um, just some final thoughts uh, from your side, Sheikh, in terms of uh, the PSL season as a whole, um, reflecting of or reflecting on on what you see in the season in terms of also looking forward into next season. I think the Soweto Giants are not going to be going to be in the top three, um, which 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 is obviously um, not not normal. Um, I I think Pirates still has a chance to be in the top three. They are going into the yeah, final sorry. three. Uh, the, or the third, oh yeah, because oh yeah, because Chiefs <clears throat> did them a favor. Oh yeah, because yeah. Chiefs did them a favor. The Chiefs did them a favor, um, but also Pirates did Chiefs a favor by beating Morocco. So we had to each do each other favors. Um, so they're number three, which is the Kev Confed uh, position. Um, so what do you think in terms of um, going into the next season and reflecting on the on on the last season? Yeah, I think there's been really some good things that have come out of the season. I think um, the fact that we saw the rise of Amazulu, um, Orlando Pirates know that they need to come back. I think Kaiser Chiefs will be watching them closely within the uh, transfer market in terms of what they do. Cape Town City and Eric Tinkler are going to do well. So you sort of think in Supersport 2, they've got a really good squad. So you sort of think that perhaps maybe next season it might be closer than what it is this season. I think it's going to yeah. be a lot more closer. It's going to be a lot more competitive. And I think we need that. I think we, we seriously need more competition as well. We need more competition. We need more teams. We need Amazulus doing the what they're doing as well. So I'm really looking forward to next season. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing in terms of how teams are going to perform. And as well as Baraka, they've, they've performed really well. And let's yeah. see them improve. Teams that you would usually see at 14th, 13th position, let them get higher, let them get to 8th, let them get to ninth, and then before then, they get to 5th, and let's see as to what happens. So I'm expecting more competition next season. That's good. I, I, there's, a, there's a question that just came in now. Uh, just thoughts on on on, on Manja and Ngazi's, um season at Arrows? 
Oh, amazing. Amazing season. Um, the way he's taken out arrows in terms of the way that they've been able to defend, especially even a lot of their players are linked to other clubs now um, because of such a good season that he's had. And I got to give him credit. I think his calmness, his composure, he's been amazing this season. He's never really looked like he's panicked throughout the whole season. And to take, um, to take golden arrows to fourth position, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. He, I think, yeah, I think he, he's had a really great season for sure. They, they should have beat. They should have beat us yesterday. Yo, they had so many chances missed yesterday. I even mm-hmm. saw a tweet that that you put out yesterday, um, just to say, just to thank uh, uh, Bruce Vuma in terms of uh, what he's done in the last couple of games since since the injuries and suspensions to Akbe and Kune. You know, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Bruce Vuma, um, and obviously there was two chances at the, at the end of the first half where arrows missed clear-cut opportunities you know i think mm. i think yeah but but the yeah, arrows has done this has done very well fourth position um yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do um and then jens at the bottom uh coach nick final thoughts no i think just from my side thanks shakes for for joining us it's uh, always good to hear another person's perspective especially because you're so heavily involved um so it will be nice to see you know how the sort of you know, there's different challenges in the in the league coming this weekend for guys who want to survive, finish higher on the log. So we'll see how it goes and I look forward to next season and hopefully we can get you back on the show soon. Yeah. yeah. Claude, Claude, you former, former, former football uh, child star? <laughs> for me, it's it's uh, it's more of a question directed at Shakes and I want him to finish off with this. Your your prediction for the next Kaiser Chiefs manager. Uh, Stuart Baxter. <laughs> I don't. Stuart, I don't is, that, want is that someone you want, or is that someone you just think that's going to happen? I think it's going to happen. Is he someone that I want? I mean, obviously, we need clarification. Look, he apologized, like Safa said, with regards okay. to the comments that he made in India. Um, look, he's won at Kaiser Chiefs. He's the last coach we've had who won at Kaiser Chiefs as well. So. Um, yeah, uh, let's welcome him back. I think uh, if everything is settled regarding his comments, then I think, um, yeah, I think it's it's not a bad decision to bring Stuart Baxter back. <laughs> it's it's oh, not shit. a horrendous decision. It's not a horrendous decision. It's it could have been worse. It could have been it could have been worse. Hey, there's your brother. Your brother's asking you what's what's Shakespeare's advice for kids who want to analyze the game at the same level he's at. Wow. Um, I, I would probably would have to say is watch a lot of football. Um, I would probably have to say have a passion for it. You have to seriously have a passion for it. Um, if you don't have the passion, it, it's eventually going to show. Um, so in order to be able to to just watch the games, love the sport, love what you do, and 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 be consistent. Be consistent and be confident within yourself. That's what I would have to say. Oh okay. man, you know Perfect. what? I know, I know we're meant to wrap up, Silo, but I've got to ask the question. I've got to ask, why Arsenal? Why? <laughs> you just said, eh? You're clearly influenced. You're clearly influenced at a young age. That's that's. Let me let me let me tell you what happened. What happened was years ago. I was what I was what I think years very years ago. Um, I changed the channel on 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 the TV at the time. I was very very young. And I saw the Invincibles at the time. I think it was 2002, so it wasn't Invincibles. They sold, but you, they sold you the dream, boy. And <laughs> I saw Tyrone Reed, man. I, I saw Tyrone Reed and I thought, man, this guy's good, man. I don't know where he's yeah. from, but I was like, this guy's good. So I always made a plan to watch him because of how good he was. And I couldn't leave the club. Um, um, yeah, I'm a sucker for... <laughs> 
for abuse, guys. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, and, 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 and people always say, this season is the worst time to be an Arsenal and KZ Chief supporter combination. At, yeah. least I, at least I support at least I support Man United and KZ Chiefs. So at least it, I've had positive and negative. It's funny you say that. I actually was a time I was sitting and I was speaking to my partner saying, I don't think I've had a weekend where Chiefs and Arsenal won the same weekend. I don't think I don't think I've ever. It's either that one wins, that one loses, that one wins, that one loses. I've never had it. I've never had it this season. I damn, I damn, I damn. No, cool. Uh, no, but yeah, no, Shakes, thanks for being on the show. And yeah, hopefully we can have you again on the show again. Um, and thanks to to the guys that tuned in and, and, and commented. Arjun, Aman, uh, Shabs, Medallion, uh, Absolute Football, and all the other guys. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a good show. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll check you on the next episode. Thank you, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. Cheers, Cheers thanks a lot, man. Cheers, thanks, thanks a lot. Cheers.